Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And this is part two of Craig's interview. Put a, put a little uh, aspirin next to the computer, the glass of water, because you might need it after. Or Tylenol. Whatever your headache, preferred headache remedy is, definitely go grab some of that. Unless you're into all this stuff, then you're Or fine. you know, you know, or you know because yeah. like if it's brand new information for you, your head might hurt like mine did. But if it's not new for you, your head might not hurt like it didn't for Michelle. Does that yes. make sense? Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, after uh, discussing it with Michelle, I decided, I guess I will share a little bit of what we discussed afterwards. Basically, I mean, it's it's not like, it's not long or anything like that. It's just basically... I was talking to him about some personal stuff and experiences that I've had. And um, he asked me, oh, no, this is what it was. He asked me if uh, we had anybody who did like voodoo or anything like that in, in our in our family. And I was just like, oh, Wasn't Jesus. me. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if it was necessarily voodoo, but I know it was like, I, I honestly, we don't know exactly what it was. Could have been say like some sort of, you know, uh, point. It was some sort of black magic, you know, I was like, yeah, my grandfather. And he was like, yeah, okay. He goes, uh, kind of, kind of got that vibe. And I was like, well, that doesn't make me feel, you know, great. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it, it just seems like you have that, that voodoo blood in you. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't make me feel good either. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, uh, that um, I guess somehow my grandfather's, I guess, kind of attached to me or something, which again, doesn't make me feel uh, the best. But we also don't really know if he's alive or dead. Yeah. Or do so we want to just assume he's dead? I want to assume that he is just because of information I've gotten from people. And dad mm-hmm. said, I think dad said that he's been told that he passed away. So gotcha. Uh, I'm assuming he is. And, uh, Let's just say after afterwards, I definitely uh, cleansed <laughs> the 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 room I'm in and myself, and didn't stop until I stopped having. Because I, I literally after he, I spoke with with Craig about it, I had chills for a good like, like my my like the whole time he was saying it, I had I had chills, and then like after I finished the conversation with him, I had chills, and I I sat here and like was burning Palo Santo and I don't even, I don't know if I also burned the sage, but I just was like literally choking myself trying things. to, yeah, <laughs> praying and, and just, you know, the- asking for Michael's light to, you know, envelop me. I just had really bad chills. And, and, and like I said, just uh, based off of what we, we've talked about our grandfather, definitely hearing that, that you have an attachment or you have that kind of blood running through you. It's not, it's not something that, you know, and maybe you I'm just taking hear? it. What? Oh, it's yeah. Not yeah something it's not you want to hear? Yeah, it's not something you want to hear. Although, I mean, I guess another thing is like voodoo has a bad connotation. And yeah. I don't think, you know, uh, you know, voodoo, it's, it's like, what else have we talked about that just that has a bad connotation to it that just, witchcraft. you know, witchcraft, psychics, yeah, like, mm-hmm. paranormal, literally In general, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, I know I shouldn't be too worried about, hey, if he says that you got that voodoo blood, it doesn't necessarily mean it's for evil. Like, maybe that's what my grandfather used it for, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what I'm, you know. You could be a Jedi. Grandpa just went dark side. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was some heavy stuff, man. Y'all went on and freaking basically recorded a whole episode after. Except it's not recorded. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm really <laughs> disappointed that it wasn't recorded, but um, yeah, that's why I, I guess record it, phone calls. Yeah, just see? kidding. <laughs> but uh, I think in the moment, I think it was definitely something that uh, I needed to hear for like, or like it was for me, and then yeah. like it was my decision whether to share or not. So yeah. I decided to share with you guys. So you better hit that fucking like button. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, while I was recording this. Uh, at the very beginning, probably like three minutes into the second part of the interview. Sorry, while we're while I was editing. Yeah, Did I say that? Said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I found a little hidden gem inside Craig's track, and so give it a listen. 
listen maybe with some headphones on full volume if you can might be hard to catch but you know we'll come through we're also having somebody uh from uh the paranormal journal take Shout a look out to at the it paranormal journal yeah and see if they can do something with it and uh you know isolate it and, and uh see what they can hear yeah because it's it's very clearly something and uh we even confirmed with him or i sent it to him like hey was your because he has a daughter little girl and like maybe use your daughter but he's like i was like locked in my office like the, she wasn't in here um and yeah so i don't know tell us what you guys think and here is part two of craig lefebvre's interview enjoy but it was like yesterday i was sitting down and reading my first book and i'm like okay i gotta get through a lot of this reading today so i start rereading the book and i'm reading about 9 11 and then i look up at the clock over in the kitchen it says 9 11 uh-huh. i'm like okay uh-huh. this, this this is it <laughs> <laughs> that's i and that number comes up for me a lot too um uh, constantly is, right okay so it's not just me i'm i'm happy no. <laughs> okay cool i mean it's- i've done a lot of work with crossing souls over down there and I was initially, when I was meditating, having visions, like, I think it was like three years prior to when the towers fell of them just, like, crumbling to the ground and getting sucked into the, yeah. the earth. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Because, yeah, that was that was one thing that I, well, you, when you talked about going to Ground Zero after, I, I can't even imagine, especially someone who's sensitive, to go to a place like that. Because I know that when I went and I'm, I'm not very sensitive, but that was super overwhelming for me. So somebody who can actually hear and talk to, you know, and, and see, you know, these, these souls, I can't imagine how overwhelming that could possibly be. Or am I wrong? <laughs> you, you're very right. Cause it took me, I've only started visiting there. I mean, I've been going to New York city for work for the last 13 years but I only started like going down there in the last few years to, to do work on it. And, you know, after my run in with that, that uh, spirit I mentioned in my book um, in Whole Foods of all places. <laughs> so I'm standing in line for coffee at Whole Foods. And I, so the next, there's this apparition that appears next to me and I gasp for breath and it's a woman that was like burnt from head to toe as she was like smoking. So I had gone after that down to the memorial site to do a soul crossing. And then it was, you know, calling in angels from all the directions and whatnot, the usual kind of routine. And I made sure it was like over the fountain. So the water was the conduit and I'm there for a while. And then, Mother Teresa stand, you know, comes and stands next to me to help me. And then I just see waves of people like walking from across the street, like out of the buildings and coming from like all different directions. Like there were so many fucking people that were just stuck there. And I don't know if it's because of the city, but um, yeah, that was like one of those surreal kind of experiences. And, you know, I, I occasionally will go back down there and, you know, do a crossing and there's stragglers or there's just bad energies that were anchored there to, to take, like, you know, bring them back over. Cause like sometimes when you're, you're crossing souls over, you know, you'll see people, animals, different things. You may see a giant. I know it sounds weird, but there's that have been like cast out and stuck here for a long time. So you'll get occasionally people from the civil war, you know, different types of things. And uh, occasionally you'll, you'll see things that come up. We, you can just call it hell, but, or, or the void, but you see these things that are like, have been there for eons that are dark and black and they come crawling up and usually right by your feet and almost look like they're like the half of half top horse uh, torso of a human being, like crawling towards going through the, uh, uh. the circle to get back to the other side. And I, the last time I was down there was a few weeks ago and that's, I wasn't seeing any souls going across really and didn't have any overwhelming sense. And then like from behind me, like, they all like kind of came crawling out of the ground and there's, there's a bunch of them and it's just 
one of the most disturbing things you can see, but it's like, okay, I need to do this. And I'm yeah. totally fucking freaked out and there better not <laughs> yeah. be any attachments on me afterwards. So, uh, you know, and then they, they went through. And you had said that, uh, you saw the the towers coming down. Was it like two years prior like, or? I think it was like three, two or oh, three, three years. Yeah, it was at least like three years and it happened a few times. I kept seeing it. So it, yeah. it, it was disturbing. And I had, mentioned this to somebody else in previous interview, but I had been at nine 11 one day and was, was doing a, a crossing and I, I was, I could see like, I guess it just, it was weird. It was like, I was looking down into the ground into one of the, the uh, fountains because the foundations are now these huge, immense like waterfall fountains. And I could see these two people, head to toe dark garbs doing this like satanic ritual. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, so I'm like watching this and all of a sudden, like, did you watch stranger things? Yes. You know, those things, those creatures that walk on like all fours. Yeah. It, it was some, it was like two of them. It was that, that like resembled that oh, they wow. came up out of the fountain. So like oh, I no. did this like whole blessing and I'm like, so let me get this straight. So, there was people here doing rituals in the basement of this building. I'm like, you can't tell me that this wasn't planned. Yeah. That, that's kind of a theory too, that it wasn't necessarily the planes and like, there is a little bit more to it. There's than, a lot of theories and my, yeah. my visions never included airplanes. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that, I mean, watching it on TV was surreal and like, fucking like this just horrible but yeah it, the visions never had a, 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 a plane crashing what what did they have <laughs> they they were just the like the buildings just collapsing and falling like they were leveled right to the earth hmm. so more of i mean because i know one of the theories is like explosions yes. on the inside yeah so that's something more like that that's yeah, that would be what it looked like. Okay. Like an explosion, like underneath, and the buildings collapse. Wow. So, yeah, there's there's some darkness around it, and not just because people lost their lives. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's uh, um, one of those things that never gets out of your head. I mean, for a lot of people, you know... It, the tragedy of it all. I mean, it's, it's horrible on so many different levels, but the fact that there's such unspeakable evil here. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I know we are coming up or we're actually over an hour. So I I do want to be conscious of your time. Do do you still have some time? Okay, Okay, great. Perfect. Um, cause we, we could probably go on for three hours, but we won't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I did also want to talk about Blue Star Prophecy. Uh, I feel like we, you know, talked quite a bit about um, uh, the Vessel of One. But I, I want you to kind of explain uh, what the Blue Star Prophecy is a little bit. I mean, I, I I noticed that it was again kind of like a continued message of 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 oneness that that we are one and to remember that, which I wish people would remember because there's so much separation. You know, yeah, so much separation, and it's it's a little disheartening. Um, but I, and, and I guess one of the other messages, messages that I was getting was, you know, preparing your vessel, Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, for like a transcendence or like for something, something greater, bigger, I guess. Essentially we're going to be going through a frequency change, like our, our harmonics, if, if you will. And the, the universe will enact change when things go stagnant and people aren't willing to move. And right now we're kind of at this, this crossroads. And if, if you haven't, well, I'm being cynical, but if you haven't noticed that things are very tumultuous right now and everything, like everybody's divided, everybody's at each other's throats for like the littlest thing. If you're, if you're not red, I hate you. If you're not black, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, the universe at a certain point is going to enact change. I, this kind of, this started in a meditation before I wrote Blue Star Prophecy, where 
I was in space and I see this, like I was astral projected out of my body and I, I, I see this, this enormous wall of energy like coming towards the earth and then it just stops. And I, I, I think it's being held back to a degree. It's what it, it felt like. But that kind of was like, I guess in a way, a precursor to Blue Star where they they keep talking about this new energy when when this this one sign happens and everybody will have to see it, this this uh, solar event. And it everyone's gonna have to look up is what they're saying. Um, a lot of things are tied into this, uh, the veil thinning, um, time speeding up and this energy all revolves around our consciousness and our, our DNA structure. Um, this new energy that's going to come in is going to come in at the quantum level and enact change in our DNA. We, we think we've mapped our DNA, but we're only we're always only looking at it from the lens of a human being, not from like the quantum perspective. And we're not seeing how, how it looks in the holographic universe. So beings that are able to operate on that level can basically, I guess you can interact with us, hack into us and enact some sort of change. But this energy is going to be what brings massive change when we come I, I would say come to the point of no return but there is going to be a signal that it happens um and it, it's it's like a um like a massive collision and then do we all stop hating each other or <laughs> i i think i think it's where it takes us is in two different directions Gotcha. I always say that as long as I get my 20% in, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and the rest of them, well, they can go to another planet and do do 3D universe and kill each other over and over and over again. And <laughs> long as we're able to take away what's ours and, you know, gotcha. bring back, you know, those that have been here for too long. It, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um and just to touch on a brief point where, you know, when souls are stuck in this negative vibration, they keep reincarnating here over and over and over again. It becomes like a soul trap. Hmm. So we're not supposed to necessarily come back here. I mean, I, I know that, that there's other planets and other places we, we can reincarnate into or that we've already been to yes um is it just that this is i i know a lot of people say like oh earth is hell but it's just is it just one of the harder places to reincarnate to oh yeah and you know there's also there's also parallel universes to this one too that are very different looking that are also earth too you're just Hmm. you're on this you're on this like uh, eric said earlier you're on this one station this one frequency right here and yeah this could simply mean us adjusting and tuning into a new station where we're like, Oh, we're finally rid of all the assholes. Look around. (laughs) Time to party. Uh, Nice. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to say because we're, we're so limited in how we can perceive things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, science is trying to get to this place and trying to break things down where they can quantify, you know, what reality is and, you know, what the quote unquote God particle is. And they, all they need to do is look inside the human being the within this, this structure. And you will find all the answers that you need. It holds all that information. It holds the blueprint of 28 different races. It has a, a quantum level to it that attaches you in, connects you with all the other information in the universe and keeping people distracted, you know, held up in wars and poverty. You, you keep people away from all this. When, when you ununify people that we have to go in the opposite direction and bring everything and everyone towards oneness. It's the only way to really get out of the situation that we're in. And, you know, 
human beings are really good at, uh, you know, being subversive and saying, well, you're different because you look like this, or you're too, you're, you're not black enough, or you're not white enough, or, you know, there's a million different reasons we come up and everybody's guilty of it. You know, it's just like human nature, but how do we reach a point where we can get past that? And is, yeah. is the universe, you know, in, in the mechanism that it is, going to reach a point where, okay, boys and girls, we have to send some kids off to college and the rest of them are going back to kindergarten because you haven't learned shit. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's kind of what's going on in our story. And this, it's important to realize that this story has been stopped and started repeatedly. And we, we see remnants of that all around us and we're like, when did this get built or how do you think they made that? They didn't have tools. They didn't have machinery. And, you know, there's, so, there's a lot of different stories that have taken place here over time. Would that be like Atlantis and the Lemurians? Yes. And, and yes. okay. Yeah. Well, so um, does this have anything or sorry, Eric, do you have anything before I ask? Cause I feel like I keep asking questions. My head hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have like a energetic hangover after. <laughs> and I'm like eating this up. I love no, it. No, okay. I, it's not like, uh, no, 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 yeah. like, it's not like that. I'm like, I'm not bored or anything. I'm just, it's, it's a lot to process and, and to no, think yeah. about and just to take in all at once. And so I'm sitting here and I'm listening and I'm like, my head hurts so bad right now. <laughs> and this is why I, I constantly have taken to the point where I'm like, yeah, I understand this, and I I think I get what's going on, and then some other no. concept comes up, and you're just like, no, you're you're not even you're you're not even at the point where you're grasping straws yet. It's you have a long way to go, mm-hmm. and they just keep kind of putting in these little bits of information, and and, and you know, kind of I, I like to say they're leaving breadcrumbs. Mm. Because we well, we are supposed to do this on our own, yeah. And I well, I guess two questions. Let me start with what you know. You talked about like some are going to college and others are going back to kindergarten. What do we need to do to go to college as as humans as people? Like what what is what it is that we need to do to like level up? I guess the one greatest thing you can do is probably, well, I'm not going to say it's the hardest, but it's the most important is, is perception. Everything is perception and you don't have to belong to any different belief system or follow any other religion or meditation practice. Everything is your perception. You, the way you look at yourself, constantly look at that and break that down. How am I interacting with the universe what is this human vessel that I'm attached to? Because the, the the human being is a teaching tool for the soul. So you, the more you try to distill information from that and look at it, like, why am I here? Where did I come from? What, how many lifetimes have I lived? What, what are those lifetimes involved? What kind of things that I experience? The more information that you look back and you try to distill. And like the other day when I called you, I told you about the, the civil war when both of you were in in the war together Mm. grasping things like that and sitting down like, okay, this, this was a lifetime. What, what do I think I learned from that? And you know, how, how are the other people that I was involved in the war affected? And are they in my, they still in my life? And there's these collectives or, or you could say even pods of souls that come in together that constantly, reincarnate in, in mass groups together. So if you look around at the kids around you that you grew up with, you know, like you will s- start to recognize some of these people that have, you know, been in your lives. It's looking at all the little nooks and crannies of everything. There is no, you know, one exercise that you can go out and 
you know, all the yoga moms aren't going to have ascension because they do yoga. <laughs> yeah. I'll thank God because I don't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't look good in yoga pants. All right. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two years ago, but not, not, not now. <laughs> so it's, it, it's all about looking at things around you and learning as much as you can from your situation, your environment, the human experience that you're having. You're having, you're having an experience. And the more you dig into that and like, you know, doing dream work and other things, you start to slowly peel back the layers and things will start to reveal themselves to you. And the world will start to look very, very different once you have um, these little epiphanies. But to get there too, you kind of have to go through, you know, the, the many, what I call little deaths where we process all the, the things that we, we ever experienced in our life and all, you know, all the good things, all the bad things and get to a point where we're okay with that, where we can let go of that stuff, where we can be more present and more in the now with ourselves. And the more that you heal to the, you'll get to a much deeper level than you know any spiritual practice will ever take you. Yeah. Oh, that makes that makes sense. And um, I, I guess like the the second question that I had, you know, w- with the Blue Star Prophecy, like is this similar to or or maybe explain the difference between like I I keep hearing a lot too that people are talking about we're moving into. Uh, I don't know, third, fourth dimension into like the fifth dimension and the age of Aquarius and all that. Is is this something completely different? Am I just trying to combine something that has nothing to do with each other? It, it I think it's in the same vein, but a different event. Gotcha. I think okay. this will kind of coincide with it and be more the precursor to that, being able to achieve that. But the, the, um, the whole concept of ascension has been kind of muddied and yeah it's there's been a lot of crap mixed in with it and there's people like you know there's a lot of people that you know like myself included but you know i just don't want to be here you know this isn't my planet and i just want to do my thing and go home but there's a lot of people that are in pain that are suffering because of the way the world is and the whole ascension or rapture thing is like, just get me the fuck out of here. And pe- <laughs> people have grasped onto that, like, like nothing else. And ascension essentially is something that takes place within each vessel that you have a raising of your vibration to a, you're, you're interacting with newer and alternate parts of yourselves and you're, elevating yourself energetically it's it's more of a personal road it's not um i don't necessarily feel that it's going to be you know people are just going to start disappearing into the sky kind of thing that people make it out to be yeah i mean you can transcend your reality and you know move into other dimensions especially like when you're sleeping and you know, uh, you know, like spirit walking, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot more to it than we're able to understand by our, our limited means of perception. Yeah. Um, Eric, uh, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say that we, we also spoke about the rapture, but because that's what it, like when she was explaining this to me or when she was talking about this to me, um, it, that's what it sounded like to me was like, you know, how you hear in like Christian religions about the rapture and how, you mm-hmm. know, you're going to ascend to heaven and everybody who isn't um, whatever is going to get left behind and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when she was explaining that to me, that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. And and there very well could be a, a, a massive uh, separation and maybe everybody that chooses to be in 3d stays in that on that frequency and the other people change channels and all of a sudden they don't have to deal with that limitation anymore that they're on a completely different level how how that's going to be and and look maybe very very similar to what we're in right now i mean the the ets 
um, you know, you occasionally see them, see them vanish right before your eyes and in, into thin air. Like how, how, how is that possible? How are you walking through the door and like you're solid one minute and the next minute you, you dissipated before me. Mm. It's like, yeah. what do you know about reality that we are not yet able to comprehend? Clearly they have some answers that we don't. And, you know, it's, we have a lot of uh, exploring to do, but how we go about it, you know, I, I think we each need to take ourselves on our own personal journey and, you know, not attach ourselves to one and to one group or one singular idea around it. Be open to looking at literally everything. I keep hearing, or I don't keep hearing, sorry. It's actually, I heard it just on one podcast, but somebody explained that we're, we're trying to separate like ETs are over here and like ghosts are right here and, you know, angels and demons are over here. And this person was like, I don't think it's all separate things. I think it's all on the same spider web of, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's all connected. We just, we just keep trying to separate it, I guess, because that's how us humans are. We want to separate everything into a category when it's just literally all the same spider web. You're taught at an early age that, you know, you, you separate the colors, you you know, you draw the lines around this, this, this is what is, this idea is limited to this box. I mean, this is what is taught, in, you know, especially our, our science. So mm-hmm. um, it's all contiguous. It's all one. There, there. One thing extends into the next, and uh, I'm I'm working on a, a story right now. I've started writing a little bit of fiction. I work on a story called The Cube Life, where it starts off in 3025, and the main character dies, and he ends up having to go into the afterlife, but he gets sent into the void, and. I don't know where I came up with the concept of this. I know other people obviously know about it that deal with stuff on the other side, but it's, there's like this in between space that things go in and out of this, this emptiness. I had written a short story prior to this one I'm working on that dealt with, you know, this in between space and being stuck in the nowhere. I think that, or I'm pretty sure that I know that they're utilizing this space, this, this empty void that butts up against our reality and they know how to manipulate it so they can go in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. And it does. And it, or I was going to say it does and it doesn't, but it does. It's just, again, like one of those concepts that I'm like, I need more information or to, to better understand. Yeah. Things. And I don't know where, like, I just, it would be. <laughs> I just was given the idea, like some, you know, ideas and characters and other stuff kind of get put in my head. So I, mm-hmm. I think they influence a lot of my writing and I sat down and wrote that story about that and yeah. no idea where that came from. And I had never had any thoughts prior to it about what it was and how this kind of in between space existed you know, and how, how does it plug into this world? I, I do know that, you know, the layers of reality and the alternate dimensions, they, they are right up against each other. Like just like a stack of papers, you know, so mm-hmm. it isn't, it isn't as far away as we think it is. It's, you know, I keep going back to Eric's analogy, changing the station. Yeah. Oh, Whew. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I did, I guess, quickly want to talk about the m- message that you did receive for us or that you had, um, I guess, that got downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier about the Civil War. And um, just b- just before that, uh, for our listeners, you know, Craig, Craig's going to kind of tell us what it was. But uh, there's a reason why the Civil War uh is important to Eric and I, and I'm not really going to go into the details because it makes me look really bad. Dang, I was going to try um, to make you look bad. No, no, it makes me look really, really bad. But I swear, whatever I had said, it, it was it was pure innocence in me just 
wanting to argue with my brother. Um, but basically when we were young, we got into this huge argument about, you know, Confederate versus the union and uh, we were always split. And then we just kept the argument going again, just for the sake of arguing. And then Craig reached out and said he had a message for us uh, that he received. And um, it has to do with the civil war, but Craig, if you'd like to kind of go into yeah. that a little bit. So again, the bathroom was a telephone booth. The second I <laughs> walked across the threshold into the bathroom, I, I got a download about you guys and I don't even know you guys. So it was, it was weird. So I, I had reached out to uh, Michelle, like, Hey, let's, let's talk. I have some information for you. So what I was given was that you were both in the civil war, except you were on opposite sides and that you were both messengers or couriers running back and forth from the trenches to alternate sides. And, um, the part of the other message was there was a, a metaphor kind of uh, sewn into this where you weren't supposed to be jumping into the trenches, but look over and see what was in them and report on it, but don't get caught up in the battle. And, and that was something that Eric and I, I mean, at least for me personally, I always have this temptation, I guess, figuratively speaking of wanting to jump into the trenches. And, and I know Eric, you know, kind of same situation but for whatever reason we always uh end up not uh even though it's very tempting so and, I, and yeah, I almost just, feel like there's there's times where i almost have to kind of in certain situations kind of like pull you back in this in the sense of like you're wanting <laughs> to do more things that i'm like okay yeah but that doesn't sound like a very good idea but i don't do it <laughs> no i know i know i i know but um but you, yeah. you guys also, what I mentioned too, was that you guys have the, uh, this whole twin soul thing going on Yes, where you're constantly with each other, like throughout lifetimes somehow. And, you know, within our arms reach that you balance each other out, this kind of polarity between you is very interesting. And, and I had actually heard that before as well. Someone kind of mentioning that my brother and I were guess have always been in each other's lives uh multiple lives not just (laughs) this one uh so yeah that yeah just you bringing up the civil war and uh and then like us having i guess reincarnated together multiple times it's it really resonated with with me and i believe eric as well yeah um and, and I just so. wanted to say that like i'm i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest because i i don't like to you know i i'm just that's the way i am but there was like at the very beginning when you first started talking to us, I was kind of like, I like to think of myself as a, I try to be skeptical to like, I like play devil's advocate with myself, try to like, okay, see it from this side and then see it from the side of you that believes. Right. So when you started talking to us, there was some of the stuff that I was like, well, I mean, we did talk about some of this during the podcast, but then as soon as you mentioned the civil war, and then as soon as you mentioned the twin souls thing, for me, that was like, no, 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 this is, this is, I mean, this is legit because we've never talked about the civil war or our differences as far as the civil war is concerned. And Michelle, I has never spoken about, you know, about us having been like <clears throat> in each other's lives and other lives, you know what I mean? So for you to say those things, there was no way for you to have known those things, you know what I mean? So for me, that was what like, okay, no, this is legit. This is real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Also, no, it was. Oh, and yeah. Another thing too is I, that we didn't mention, and I don't think we told you this when we spoke because I hadn't, I, I hadn't heard the first part of the conversation until later. And Michelle also told me that later on after we got off the call with you, that you said you mentioned something about Metatron. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was it? The, I, I think that just, he was the one that gave you the message or something. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. So, yes. 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 The funny thing about that is from like, uh, I've been, I've seen or I've been, I've like looked on a, you know, like where you see like what angels are, your like guardian angels or, you know, whatever. Um, it's from angels are associated with like your birthday, with you, yeah. your birthday mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the angel that's associated with me is Metatron. So again, like when uh. that happened, I was like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> I mean, Metatron is like, is 
the most badass of angels too. I mean, <laughs> not to be derogatory towards him, but um, mm-hmm. he is like, well, I'll explain it like this. When I was in the hospital and I was, I was praying before I went into my foot surgery and I called in the angels from five directions and they were around me. And then all of a sudden I could sense the angels got down on their knees and bowed their heads. And then like Metatron comes floating down and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh shit. So yeah, he, he is considered the king of the angels. But it's, it's, um, I mean, it's, It's it's like a level up of protection, like, right beyond you know all else and i mean i know this is a a, a, not a good movie to probably reference as far as this is concerned but i don't know if you've (laughs) ever heard of the movie dogma from chris uh chris yes 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 yeah well met in like in that movie metatron is supposed to be the voice of god because humans aren't like on a level to hear or nobody is really to hear the voice of god it's like it ends very badly for you if you hear god speak so God mm-hmm. speaks to Metatron and Metatron is basically the voice of God. So he, I would, I guess technically would be above almost all the other angels in that sense, because, you know, but again, it's a movie and, but it just, when you said that, that's what it reminded me of. Mm. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's, that's on par. And yeah. he would have a seat at the, the right hand. Mm-hmm. So Archangel Michael, who? Yeah. <laughs> Take your flaming sword out of here. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Not antagonizing anybody on the other side. No, he's I love you all. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, uh, and to Please me, honestly, don't let me die. yeah. Metatron, <laughs> I guess for me, is always because I found that out, is always kind of like had a spot with me. So I, but I didn't know that, you know, what you were saying right now about Metatron. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Michael is, is someone who I always call on for protection and Raphael mm-hmm. also for, you know, um, for, you know, just healing. healing. Yes. And because I'm in the medical field, it's, it's something, some, one of the angels that I, you know, relate more to, or like, like want with yeah, me. Yeah. Whatever resonates with you, right. Use that. Mm-hmm. Don't go what anybody else tells you, use what resonates with you right. and that will work the best for you. And then yeah. for the other one that I always kind of like is uh, Azrael, just because there was a point in my career where I was called the angel of death and I had a lot of patients die, whether they were mine or somebody else's, as long as I was in the building, somebody would pass. Um, so, <laughs> you were that guy. Yeah. I was that yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah. And um, the other one was, is uh Uriel, or I guess that's how Uriel is how you say it in Spanish, but Uriel, I guess. Uh, Uriel? Yeah, Uriel. Um, because the way Michelle described him to me one time was like a lot of like colors, like almost like a rainbow of like light colors and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. one time when I woke up in the middle of the night, I saw someone like that standing in the doorway. It freaked me out because I didn't know what I was seeing. But then when I, when I spoke to Michelle about it, I mean, as adults, you know, like actually a couple of years ago, uh, that's who she just like she said that that sounded like so those are like kind of like the five angels that i kind of you know mm-hmm. call on the most to work or, with yeah yeah and i i honestly call them in like every day and you know before i go to sleep too because there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of negative energies on the other side that would like nothing better than to take down people that are trying to uh, change the, uh, the storyline here. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's usually, I'm going to try to take you out when you're in your car. So, Oh God, no. Yeah. Okay. I've been I, I had had this, this one experience and this is before I really started perceiving things when I was in, when was I, I was in college and I, it was probably about that time. I mean, I started messing with all this and reading up on stuff, but I was driving back from the the bookstore going through North Haven, Connecticut towards my house in Wallingford. And I was cruising along and then a car came flying out of the side street, like just full throttle right in front of my car. And it was like time slowed down, almost like it stopped. 
I didn't even like, I couldn't, didn't even like barely draw a breath in the car must have come literally, I, no exaggeration, within an inch of my front bumper. I should have T-boned the car, like smashed it. Wow. And you just barely missed it. I, it would, within an inch, it was just, I don't wow. know how how that's possible, but some something someone was looking out for me that day. No. That's, that's awesome. Oh, I, wait, I was going to say, I think we both had our share of a, uh, motor vehicle accidents that something bad should have really happened and somehow yeah yeah um yeah and after my last accident i'm like guys how did you let how how come i got hit what happened and they're like we couldn't stop it i'm like oh fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, this is part of what you signed up for i guess i guess yeah uh i don't even i don't i really don't want to wrap this up i just wanted to say though when i was uh looking into you a little bit more um two things one i your your poetry that has to do with et's i was like it's literally two of my favorite things combined into one and i have to read it (laughs) finally somebody likes it (laughs) yeah no i yeah i have to i i need i need to actually get those books and like read through and put them up on my shelf because uh yeah it's like that's i can get behind that for sure um but uh what was the other oh so then the other thing too was was when you reached out um and you know i got your books and stuff i was like blue star prophecy it sounds so familiar I, i could not for the life of me remember where i had heard that and then uh when i went back to your instagram i saw followed by uh Oh my god, mysterious radio! And I was like, "Holy shit, hold on!" And then so I like scrolled all the way through. I was like, "Oh my god, I've actually heard this guy before!" <laughs> and, um, so that's why I was excited. Yeah, I was excited to have you on as well because, um, yeah, that was yeah. Well, the first time that I heard it, and you know, some some of the stuff, I was like, "Wait, this is beyond my comprehension." So I was excited to read through the books and kind of get a better understanding of, um, you know, what you're talking about in that podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting for me too. And then I, I, I tried listening to it and uh, <clears throat> I told Michelle that it was like, you man, I don't even remember what show or movie this was, but where like the guy sitting there with his mouth open and his eyes open and then you just hear like, like wires frying in the background. That's kind of what my brain did. Cause I was like, okay, I do not, I'm having a hard time here, but. So that's what that noise was earlier. Yeah. Just kidding. Probably. <laughs> or do you get the, yeah. the, uh, the high pitched ringing in your ear. Yes, yeah, wait, I do. A lot, I have it a lot, actually. I actually have this. I swear to God, written down in my notes because in in Blue Star Prophecy, you talked about like a low hum, and I was like, well, I don't have a low hum, but I like there's this freaking. Yeah, no, yeah. really, I do, and I was like, man, maybe I just listened to my music too loud and I screwed my ears up, and I just kind of keep telling yeah, myself, literally, that. like a frequency <laughs> shift, like happening, like a vibrational one, like right there, right now, in that moment. It's hmm. it's cool. I have that. And then yeah, the low hum was, uh, you know, I I started chasing that because it was happening at night, and I was hearing it. I asked my wife one time, I was like, it sounded like a car was sitting out in front of our house, like with a motor wrench like yeah like i've heard that before too and it's like like something i guess other people that experience abductions uh experience like they've heard like what Mm -hmm. so i i I wrote about it and i was thinking about it and then it it, i had a a, big you know sometimes they answer my questions later on in in channels but yeah it's one of those it, it's like you know somebody's got a ship parked outside your window or something and you can't yeah. see it but there's this weird noise going on <laughs> i guess i guess so yeah that well, that was part of it the the very last thing that i'll bring up and then eric you can say whatever you have to say was the picture that you sent like your family photo with the reflection of an et like in the mm-hmm. i guess the yeah. armoire window glass thing that gave me full body chills every time I looked at it. And I went back and I looked at it again today and I was like, that is so, I would love to, to kind of crop or blur anybody out if I can, but sh- share that. As oh far yeah. As, as long like, as you blur the faces out, that's fine. Yeah. And there's also okay. a picture, the picture below it is a guy from the civil war. 
Oh, really? I don't know who he is. That's all I was able to get out of it. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. And then I also sent you the one that my, that my daughter took of the, uh, we figured out was, um, there's ETs that are, I say non-biologic that are synthetics, Mm -hmm. like more, I want to say kind of Android-ish in a way. Um, so that was what I was able to get out what it was, but it, she had asked my wife, she was like, I think four, not even four. And she was like, yeah. like really, really like psychic when she was young. And then she like times six, she was like six. She just like turned it all off. So she, my wife is sitting in the kitchen. She's like, can I, can I have the camera? And she's like, okay you know, just be careful. So she takes her camera and goes around the living room. My wife's watching her like she's following something. And then she goes over to her, her uh, baby cradle and takes a picture and then walks back to my wife and says, done. And my wife looks at the picture and she's like, what the fuck is this? So she went, she ran over to the baby cradle and it's empty. And it, However you look at it, it um, to me, it, you can definitely make out that there's a heart shape glowing in it, but it yeah. almost looks like a hand reaching up underneath. And um, later on, I got the information that was like kind of almost like a, a guardian of sorts, but it was mm-hmm. an ET. But it, the weird part, the brain scratcher was that it was a synthetic. So yeah, how, that, that one, how we yeah. choose to perceive what is life and how life has distilled itself across the universe is like this mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one threw me for a loop as well as, uh, uh, was the, the women of, Oh, the Sturbridge? woman. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was, yeah. that was messed up. My, my wife hates when I ask her to find that photo too, cause we have, yeah. <laughs> we have it on our server and she, we were at Sturbridge village in Massachusetts and she took a picture over the green of all the people that were dressed up in costume. And then there's one woman that stood out. So she's zooming in and there's black stuff coming out of both of her eyes. Yeah. Like, did you see them, Eric? I did. I, I, I'm trying to think, I think maybe that one I did, but I would have to see it again. I, for sure. The, the arm one I did see, I don't know if I saw the one of the civil war soldier and the other one with the, in the, Oh, the it's the same arm. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the armoire has the two faces in it. I didn't even, I just looked at it again while we were talking, and I didn't even, I guess, process the the second face. And I I mean, it is clear as day. So I don't know how I didn't see that. I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen the one that his daughter took. And um, I'm trying to think if I, I don't know if I saw the other one. Yeah, well. You can go back and look through. And again, I'll, I'll post them, obviously, blurring out um, faces and everything. And so just that- for the record, I try to take these kind of photos, and I can't. They refuse to show up. Mm-hmm. It's wow. it, my, it's either my wife. I would say it's usually my wife that captures stuff like that for whatever reason. And they, I've tried to get things, and never will they ever show up on film for me. So I think they told me, like, F you. No, you were talking to us. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, all right. Um, Eric, do you have anything before we wrap up? Just a little thing that I wanted to comment. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I was, at, I was at work, right? I'm a pediatric nurse, and, and I work in the home with the patient. And I, I work overnight. So I'm there from like 5, a, or 5 p.m. To, to 6 a.m. And... Um, when we first uh, moved into the house, um, we, me, meaning my patient, his family, and you know, me working there, uh, when we first moved into that new house, uh, I hadn't really like felt any kind of energies there or anything like that as like I did before in the previous house. But what started happening a lot was we had things plugged in, um, and like we would turn them on and it'd be fine. But as soon as you would turn it off, it would uh, cause a short. So you would have to go flip the breaker and stuff like that. Right. So then um, sometimes uh, 
when I was like, and in that, when we first moved in, moved into that house, I started getting really into watching, uh, uh, ghost shows again. And this is a house like you're talking about regular, like live in family house, right? Yes. Yes. It's an apart. It's a, it's like a little duplex type house. So it's got, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, um, three bedrooms, two bathrooms okay. type of type of house. Um, and, uh, so we're there, right? And and I'm I'm turning on this, um, I like the as I'm watching these shows, like like I, I'm having this experience, these experiences more. And and from what I was told, like it didn't happen with the day shift nurse, uh, the other night shift nurse. It happened occasionally, but not as often as it was happening with me. So then I was like, you know what? I I just stopped watching the shows again. I just didn't watch them anymore. Um, and all of a sudden this stopped happening. They also rearranged the room. So I don't know if it had anything to do with like where stuff was plugged in, but it, that didn't really make sense to me because, you know, it's one room and it's one breaker. So like, doesn't, I feel like it doesn't matter where stuff's plugged in. It should all, you know, it's all the same, same amount of power that's being used. So the other day, again, we had that issue where like I had to, I couldn't, interview Sunday. So we were trying to move the interview to Saturday. And then we, Michelle and I were talking about it, trying to figure that out. And, you know, just other things work and, and, and the podcast and, and life in general, just, I started feeling like, like a lot of uh, anxiety and just really anxious. Just feel like, well, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I was also projecting my anxiety and my anxiousness. And so we we're both just like balls of anxiety, just feeding each other more anxiety. So, so, so I started feeling it and I just started building and building and building. And I'm sitting there in the chair that we have in the room, take doing my notes and stuff like that. And my patient, uh, he's there. And, and, um, I mean, nothing that was on at the time, like there was nothing on at the time that isn't usually on at that time, you know, of day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm feeling just this, just this overwhelming, like anxiety, just continue to grow and grow and grow and then all of a sudden boom the power goes out in the room and and it also went out in in uh the siblings room which is is odd because usually if the power they're not connected as far as the breakers are concerned they're two they're on two different breakers Mm -hmm. um and it's it's close but not like it's you still have to like get out of the hall go like maybe six seven feet and then it's there you know the other room is there and the mother's room is is next next to it. So um this happens and like those two rooms, the, the 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 breakers flip on those two rooms and the power goes out in those two rooms, the rest of the house is fine. And like after I after that happened, I don't know if it's just because I got freaked out or what, but like I didn't feel that that tense, tense like anxiety feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we I we flipped the breakers back on. And everything was fine for the rest of the night. But then later on during the night, like I started feeling like I started dozing off because I mean, it's, it's the middle of the night, all the lights are off and stuff like that. So like I start feeling like I'm dozing and I feel, I hear a child like call out, like, like yell or call out. Um, not with words, just like a sound, you know, and I can't get into too much detail about my patient, obviously, because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I understand. Um, I sh- it, it almost feels like I shouldn't have heard that, but I did. And I've, and I did talk to my sister about one time that I was walking into the kitchen and, and I, um, uh, looked over into the living room and I saw a little boy sitting on the sofa. And then I kind of looked back, I turned around and I did like a double take and he wasn't there anymore. And so I don't know if that's who I heard. If, if, if I was hearing, you know, my patient or what it is that I heard that night, but it was the same night that, 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 you know, kind of thing happened. It was just very, um, yeah, it was crazy. Odd. Yeah. To, to me, it feels like there's and this usually is the case. It feels like there's multiple entities there, mm-hmm. but they, for some reason they feel, I think one in particular feels more threatened by you. Okay. And, because you're, you're perceiving it and knowing it. I think they don't like to know usually like if there's one, I've seen this where you have one spirit in the house and it traps other ones there with it. Hmm. Like it's almost like it's protecting, protecting it's, it's turf. Right. And it feels like, you know, yeah. 
because you're becoming more cognizant of, of this type of thing. Mm-hmm. You're becoming more sensitive. Right. And I, I think it very much is inclined to push you out of the space. Well, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, so. Yeah. <laughs> Level up your protection. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Call in those angels. Can you sage that place? or? Uh... Uh, probably not. No, um, yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, I, and I'm not the only one that has seen this child. Like, the, the mother has also seen a, a little a boy as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, like, when we first went in there, I hadn't seen her or anything. Like, I hadn't felt anything. And then it just stuff and and typically i don't in that house but it's just things happen and it's just very weird mm-hmm. yeah they they, they uh are, are usually when you have like ghosts like that too they're trapped in the present moment and they they're still repeating the same thing over and over again and mm-hmm. it was probably something violent that you know occurred there in that space previously hmm. and this kind of leaves like a watermark too you know right that's fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i i I would just kind of uh you know make it your intention you walk in there like one night just do a prayer and you know Mm -hmm. maybe work with metatron whoever else you have and Mm -hmm. put a bowl of water out in the middle of the table bless it and then do a prayer of intention that they that they cross over Okay. I definitely start, start with that, you know, something small, you know, salt at the doorways, but they probably will be like, why are you putting salt in the, the (laughs) so my neighbor saw me doing this one day. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Bad juju. Don't come in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully that works for you. I'm definitely going to try that. So this episode is for sure going to be a two-parter because there's no way in hell I want to delete any of this. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Would you agree, Eric? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. No, this is super fascinating. Love today's episode. Craig, uh, we always want to give our, uh, our, wow, what am I trying to say? interviewees our guests thank you simple word and i couldn't remember we always want to give our guests uh, an opportunity to you know promote i know we talked about two of your books but if you want to Mm -hmm. promote them again or or other books you have where people can find you i am at dimensional hyphen healings.com i am on facebook under dimensional healings uh instagram under vessel of one and my books are on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com and also on Wattpad. Alrighty. Awesome. Um, like I said, I, I definitely want to get the alien poetry books for sure. Cause cool. I'm very fascinated. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I feel like we're going to have to have you on again. I know we talked about a lot, but I feel like it, there's just, I don't know my more, more to it. Yeah. Um, but thank you again. And we really appreciate all the information you gave us. Eric, mm-hmm. do you have anything? Uh, no, I'm just still processing what he just told me as well. So, <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, thanks again. And yeah, thank we you. will talk soon. All right. Have a good day. You too. You too. <clears throat> so how's your head, guys? What'd you think? Mine feels fine. Well, mine didn't feel fine or doesn't feel <laughs> fine, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, it was, it was, a, it was, this was a little bit easier to process for me than the, the first episode for sure. I will say this was the easiest episode to edit because I literally barely did anything. Uh, if anything, all I took out was some of my like rambling, trying to get my words together, but it was just easy listening. Hopefully it was easy listening for you guys too. I, or maybe I'm just like blowing this up or hyping it up and (laughs) you guys are probably like, okay, yeah, whatever. But this was, I, I think at least personally for me, I kind of opened up a little bit about some of the stuff that goes on in my mind. (laughs) Um, So don't judge me. I mean, I think this, this, this episode also has a little bit of, of other stuff like too, like conspiracy theories. Yeah, because. it was it was a little bit of everything. Yeah. When you think about it. It had ghosts, it had aliens, it had 
EVPs. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> EVPs. Um, did you guys hear it? What do you think it said? I can I can tell you I can tell you what I think it said, but then I don't want to taint your mind. Yeah. So uh, maybe the next get, episode. Yeah. Once we get our our, our if we get that stuff back, <clears throat> we'll let you know what everybody thought it said. And uh, yeah, and even post it post it on Facebook. So and Instagram. So make sure you guys follow us and stuff on there because that way you'll get to to hear that stuff. Oh, also, guys, uh, I know that we mentioned it in the episode, but uh, the pictures that we were talking about where his family, his little family picture that they took where there's a an alien in the background as well as Civil War ghost in like the reflection of like a little cabinet thingy uh, armoire. No, that's not right. Where you hold your fine china and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to be that. <laughs> yes, that's. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to be posting that uh, picture. Uh, his family is going to be blurred out, but I will kind of show you guys where it's at and zoom in so that you guys can see that, um, as well as posting the other two pictures that, that we referenced. So uh, I really want your feedback on the on those pictures because they're pretty pretty creepy, pretty weird. Man, this whole, like I said, this whole this whole episode just. I mean, at the very beginning, like when we very, very, very first met him, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit, and I think I mentioned this too. I was a bit skeptical. Yeah, like did. just, you know, I, um, but just after talking to him, like, there's no doubt in my mind, like everything he says is like, there's some, there's definitely something to everything that he's told us and everything he said, um, just from the initial conversation that we had from him personally, before we even, we decided to, or before we even interviewed him to the conversation that we had afterwards to just everything, everything in general. So, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this two-parter as much as we did. And hopefully we can get some more super interesting guests on. Um, Please make sure that you guys send in your stories of high strangeness so we can read them on the podcast. And also, suggest some topics for some more deep dives yeah guys because look at the end of the day if you guys don't tell us what you want to hear we're going to talk about what we want to talk about and that's partly what this podcast is about but mostly this is about what you guys want to hear so if if you if you're not out there telling us hey look this is what we want to listen to this is what we want you to talk about uh, you know we can't do it so we're going to talk about what we want to talk about and we're happily, we'll happily do it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, go ahead and send us those topics. Also, don't forget to five star us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe YouTube? to our YouTube channel and just Spotify? follow us. Spotify, yes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter because we got a Twitter too. And if you need to send us a message to because you want to do an interview or because you want to send us those stories or those topics, uh, you can do that by getting us at Instagram, it's at We Believe Do You Podcasts. On Twitter, it's W at WBDY Podcast. On Facebook, it's We Believe Do You with a question mark. And our email address is We Believe Do You at gmail.com. So make sure that you uh, send us a message because we want to hear from you guys because we believe. Do you? Do you?